Hey, Purpose peeps, welcome back to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, and I am here with one of my first loves, my sister, Brittany. Brittany is an actress in LA, and I was like, girl, you talented, you could do this. So I thought it was she would be the best person to kick off this Where Are They Now series with. I told you guys I'd be c- catching up with different people over the course of this month, people who have been guests on the podcast before, people who were guests back when it was just a blog. Um, and honestly, as I was kind of planning out the month, I really felt like God was like, you're not going to tell people where you've been? Because y'all know I had the podcast in January. I closed it down and then I came back in May like, hey, I'm back. Love you. Missed you. So I'm going to be having a conversation with my sister because she was there during a, a quintessential event that really led to um, me shutting down the podcast and starting this whole healing process. So anyway, Britt, before we start talking about all that, talk to the people, let them know a little bit about yourself. Hey, y'all. So like Brianna said, I am her sister, her younger sister. I live out in LA. I am an actress, dancer, choreographer, creative director, photographer. We really do it all over here. Okay. So super excited to be here and to be interviewing her today and just filling y'all in on, on, on what's been going on. So Yes, I am looking forward to this. We, I've talked to a few of y'all over on Instagram on my personal page, Be Lightfoot Smith and the Black Girls of Purpose page. And it seems like so many people have been in like a healing journey and a lot of us kind of just ghosted and then came back like, I'm okay. How are you doing? I mean, y'all, the people that I've even reached out to for this series, so many of us have been on parallel journeys and didn't even realize it. And I think that uh, me and Brittany can obviously speak to, you know, we we talk a lot about what it looks like to heal and like how much you expose your healing journey to other people, how much you share online, um, feeling like you have to share online just because that's what other people are doing. And I just wasn't in the headspace to do none of that. And so I just, I had to take that time. Um, and I know that there was a reel that was going around Tabitha Brown had posted about uh, uh, healing your you season and Brittany's gonna talk about this as well but I was like I didn't even have the words to call it a you season I didn't realize that's what it was I just kind of felt like I had to get away whatever away looked like right at the time um, but now I'm back and I, I feel like I'm the best that I've been and I people, people see me and they're like oh my gosh you look different or you're glowing or whatever and as cliche as it sounds like I see it too when I look in the mirror so that's a really good place to be in yeah so like you said you stepped away from the podcast and you recorded your final episode I think it was January 2021 Mm-hmm. So what kind of led to that decision? Yeah, I, um, I, and Brittany will tell you this, I'm a big like cheerleader. I love for everyone in my life to do well. Um, I'm an encourager by heart and by nature. Um, and one of the reasons why I knew it was kind of time to step away from not just the podcast, but Black Girls of Purpose as a whole for a little bit was that I, I felt like I couldn't fake it anymore. You know, um, I felt like I really want to be able to cheer people on and be genuine about it. Or I want to tell them like, God has a plan for you. 
and mean that, but I knew in my private life, I was struggling with believing that for myself. Um, I was struggling with thinking like, okay, yeah, God does have a plan for you. I was questioning that. And so I know that people online are always talking about transparency and vulnerability and, you know, being real. And I just really got tired of faking the funk. And rather than creating something that I felt like would have been coming from a toxic place, right? And um, even someone had commented on a post that I made and they said, I miss you, where were you at? And I said, oh, I was healing from toxic productivity because it's very easy for us as women, as moms, as women of color to just kind of wear all the hats and do all the things even when we're struggling. And I just got to a place where I was like, yeah, I, I, I can't do that anymore because I know me and um, I think I shared this when I was having that conversation with you and mom. I said, I don't want my boys to like normalize brokenness, like for them to see me being this broken down person and that's all they grow to expect. I really want them to experience the best version of me. And so that's really what led me to, to take that step away. Cause I had to, I had only known black girls with purpose. Like I started black girls with purpose shortly after I got married. So I had only known being the black girl with purpose, being a mom, being a wife. And not that I could step away from being a wife and a mom, but I had to step away from this thing that had encompassed a lot of my identity so that I could figure out who I was without that for a little bit. Right. Okay. So Going back to what you were saying with Tabitha Brown and talking about having a you season, I know you said you didn't even realize that that's what it was. Um, what was kind of the turning point or what made you realize, no, that's, that is what season I'm in? Mm -hmm. um, it was really a conversation I had with one of my best friends, Sid. She actually just uh, left for Ohio this week to start her professorship because she's a doctor out here in these streets. Period. Yes, yes. Um, so she started, or we went to a, one of our other best friends' weddings and we had a great time. Um, it was like, it was such an amazing experience. I love weddings because I just love black love and I love black women and I love black excellence as much as my husband has said that he feels like that's a new trigger word for him is black excellence. I just love being around that kind of environment. But I told her on the way home, I said, I realized that these pockets of joy feel so rare in my life. And I was just like, I don't want joy to be a anomaly I don't want it to be like oh well that's something that we do you know a few times a year that's something we do quarterly that's something that we earn right I really wanted to experience more of that regularly and I didn't even necessarily say in that moment like I'm committed to finding more joy but I really do think that that's when my quote unquote you season began because that was the first time I'd ever been honest you know, that conversation I had with you and mom in December of 2020 was, it was kind of the start of it, but that conversation that I had with Sid, I literally said, like, I'm unhappy with this. You know, when I was talking to you and mom, I was kind of like, I don't know what God's doing. I'm confused. Um, I wish you would show me a sign. I wish you would let me know what all of this is for. And then a few months later in May with Sid, it was like, I don't care what this is for. I don't like it, you know? And I had never admitted that because 
again, as someone who had felt like God was ordering all of her steps, um, I couldn't bring myself, at least not in December, to admit like, yeah, you ordered them, but I don't really trust where this has led. Um, and so in May of last year, that was the first time where I was like, yeah, God, I've been following you, but I don't really like where we've landed. Um, and I think being a, uh, a woman who was born and raised in the church, right? We were both raised in the same church, obviously us being sisters, um, having gone to a Christian school, I don't think in my mind, telling God you didn't like something was even something you were allowed to do, right? Even thinking about in Black culture, how it's kind of like stay in a child's place. I kind of had that same view of God. I had that thought of, okay, well, I can't tell God that I don't like something because if I tell God that I don't like something, I'm being disrespectful to him. If I tell God that, you know, I'm unhappy with this, then I'm ungrateful, or he's even going to just like take me out of the game, right? We, me and you would tease about that sometimes where God like, okay, so you're going to run your mouth? Fine. Come on home to heaven. And that was, <laughs> that was like the way I kind of teased about it. But there was a part of me that feared that of like, well, what if I tell God I'm not happy? And he's like, bet, come on home. You know, I was like, well, I ain't that unhappy guy. Like, I'm just telling you, like, there's just a few things I would change. Um, right. And so I really think that after I had that conversation with her um, and then my husband and I had the opportunity to go to a couple weddings last year and that was really fun, I started being like, okay, so it's okay to have fun? Because I literally had been in a season where I just did not, like I said, joy, joy felt like it only happened in pockets. And so I when I was really enjoying my summer, I think that would be maybe when I started being like, okay, these are the things that I like to do, right? I, I, I started traveling more. I restarted my business brands by Brie, which is something that I loved, but I felt like I had put to the side because I felt like God told me to focus on having a family, right? And so as I started picking up these different things, reading, sleeping in a little bit, I was like, okay, this feels good. And I, and I'm, you know, very in tune with God and I don't feel like he's telling me, okay, you're having fun. Don't do that. So I just did more of it. Okay. So, you know, cause honestly, I think a lot of people can relate to what you're saying about essentially like being angry with God. And, you know, when you are a Christian and you did grow up in the church, it kind of seems taboo to even say that out loud, like angry with God, like what, like I was teasing with my friend one day and I was telling her that I was upset with God and it was like but how you gonna be upset at the person that woke you up this morning like how'd that work you know it seems it just seems silly I guess but I don't know I think I think a lot of people can relate to what you just said even if it's like we don't necessarily admit it out loud but I also think that like it's okay like I think sometimes we make God to be an angry person or you know what I'm saying like I think he can also not saying you should just go in and do in the name of Jesus just right I'm not saying you should you should buck but I'm also saying like I think that he can handle you know our honesty because it's also like if you're praising God and you're going along and you're clapping and you're singing or whatever, and it's like, but he knows exactly where your heart is at. So it's like, you can fake the funk for everybody else, but you can't necessarily fake the funk with him. Yeah. So 
Yeah, but what do you think keeps, you know, people essentially from healing from from past hurt? I think it's that exact thing. I think it is the, I can't be honest. I can't be honest with myself. I can't be honest with my family. You know, I can't be honest with my spouse. I can't be honest with my kids. Um, I think that a lot of us care so much about being polished and being put together well and, you know, minding our manners and um, being respectful to our elders and that type of thing that in being taught and raised not to challenge authority, we've also just been taught and raised to not like challenge anything. Like you just take things for what they are. You just kind of go with it. Oh, you don't like that? Too bad. Like this is the situation. And while I know people say so much about our generation, that's something I, that's one of the things I appreciate most is that we are willing to speak up and say like yeah I don't really like this and not even just pointing it out to point it out but we'll say we don't like something and then we're working to find a solution um and I think that our generation has been one of the first to normalize mental health right as far as being a black person who goes to therapy it's not like oh you go to therapy because you're crazy no baby i go to therapy to keep me from going crazy and so i think that in a fear of not letting people down we put on this facade um but i i know even from my own experience like me acting like i was okay when i really wasn't okay it actually hurt the people that i cared about um, more than it helped them that you know, my husband did have to see me run down, not just mentally, but physically, because how I was feeling on the outside started showing up on the outside. And my children, you know, sometimes experienced me um, popping off or being mad. And it wasn't really that I was upset with them. I was just upset or disappointed by my situation. And so I think that uh, over the years, as you learn to be more honest with yourself first and then be honest with the people around you, it really can remove that barrier that's been keeping you from being healed. And I, I tell people, I really think that when I was in that car with Sid and when I was around that card table with you all, even though the words I was saying even felt uncomfortable to say, to admit that I was disappointed in my life and the, you know where I was, I also felt like I was like, finally, Finally, we've talked about it. Finally, you said how you really feel because you over your tiptoeing like you're not disappointed. And I'm not going to heal it if you acting like it's not there. You know, I've given that example before. If, if you're if you are sitting there bleeding and people are like, we need to get you to the hospital. And you're like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. There are people out there who will be like, OK, you said you're fine. Well, she's bleeding. Well, she said she's fine, though. So let's keep it pushing. And, and, you know, our dad says all the time, he's like, nobody knows more than you, how you feel. And you are responsible for letting people know how you feel. And we have to get to a place where we stop caring. Not, not that we don't care, but we have to stop tiptoeing around people so much in a fear of how they're going to respond to how we feel that we just keep absorbing it right it's like drinking poison and being like okay I just want to make sure everybody else is good but you're not in a good place and like I said it in 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 trying to protect them we really end up hurting them more in my opinion so what do you feel like you know now that you're on the 
other side I say other side with ear quotes because it's like are you ever really on the other side there's always things to be worked on and challenges that we're facing but what's you know what are some things that you would tell Brie December 2020 because like you said I was there I saw you I witnessed that I felt where you were at Mm -hmm. and you were over it I was over it absolutely I I struggle knowing what I would say to her because me and you talk about that like when you're not in that place mentally baby it's not a lot people can say to really encourage you like I remember and this was another kind of indicator that maybe it was time to close some stuff down with Black Girls of Purpose because I was literally teaching a Bible study y'all and I was I was was, Brittany already knows what I'm about to say and I was like just sad but I was showing up because I felt like consistency was important and one of the ladies who always would watch, she put Romans 8.28 in the comments, like, all things work together for good. I, I literally said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how are you teaching the Bible study and somebody just gave you a scripture and you go, yeah, 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 I know, I know. Like, that, again, that showed me. I was like, okay, sis, maybe it's time to take a step down for a moment. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> not, it's not giving encouraging people at this point. It's giving... <laughs> Do you follow Jesus? Literally. And me and my sister have talked about this all the time. Right. I I told her, I said, I told my sister, I said, I feel like I'm not really putting on for the kingdom because people are like, okay, you're broken and sad. And I don't know Jesus, but me, but I'm doing good over here. Like I told God, I said, I'm, I'm not really feeling like a good brand ambassador right now. Cause I don't really have a lot of nice things to say. Um, but can you talk about that though? Like being a brand ambassador for Christ essentially, mm-hmm. but it's like, your life does not look like mm-hmm. Like you said, it, it don't look it don't look golden over there. Like if I'm if I'm not a Christian and I'm looking at your life and you seem broke down and, and discouraged yes. and tired all the time, like you know, yeah. Like, I really feel when I think about that, I really think of like the first person who came to my mind was Paul because Paul was literally getting beat up, shipwrecked. He was in jail and he was still going hard for Jesus. And I was like, I I look at him and he gives me encouragement, him and Job. I'm like, okay, if y'all made it through, because to be real, in the grand scheme of things, like, no, my, my life wasn't going the way that I planned it. Right. I had children earlier than I was expected. My finances weren't in the place that I was. I'm like, but baby, I wasn't getting beaten. I wasn't being thrown in jail. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't getting stoned to the point where I passed out and then they I woke up and they still threw me in jail. How you stoned me and I'm how what? What are we talking about, right? Like my children are still in good health. Job lost all his children. Job and his wife was about to go through a divorce because she over here like telling him to curse God and die. Well, Jordan never didn't ever tell me that. So I was like, okay, when you start to put things into perspective your girl was okay. Right. But I think that it really comes from, I think you're able to be that ambassador when you stop tying God to his benefits package. Right. If you don't just, if you, if you are painting the picture that God is just a mountaintop God and that he's only with you for the high moments in life, it is hard for you to be a brand ambassador for him because you're like, hey, 
sign up to be a Christian and here are all these things you'll get and look behind door number one and look behind door number two. If that's how you're painting God to people, you can't really, you can't say anything about him. You don't have, you don't have the, the, the facts to back that up. But if you start painting God as he paints himself in scripture, as the comforter and as the provider, right? And as the healer, well, if you paint him that way, he, you're not going to come up empty on those things because he cannot be anything but that. He can't be anything but that. And so, no, I didn't have certain things that I wanted, but my family and I always had a roof over our head. We always had food to eat, always had clothes. We always had you know, maybe, maybe I, my spirit would be tense, but there would be moments where a, a worship song would come on and the, I would experience God as that comforter of you're the God of the hills and the valleys or a healer. People can't tell me, you know, people talk about physical healing and I believe in physical healing, but baby, when I tell you my mind was broken and God healed my mind and the way that I thought about him was broken and the way that I thought about myself was broken. And now I experience who I am now. And not only that, but I hear people telling me, oh, you're different. I, you know, you're showing up different. You seem like a different person. You can't tell me that God's not a healer. You can't tell me he's not a provider. You can't tell me he's not a comforter. And so I think that that is the way that we can be an ambassador is not only do we, one, focus on the qualities that he tells us to focus on and not what we, this man-made God that we've said of, hey, I'm gonna give you this wish list and you need to deliver on it. Otherwise you're not God. But then two, we need to be so intentional about understanding that God really is the God of the hills and the valleys and that we really learn to say, but God, but God, you know, in this situation, this is how it happened, but here's what God did, even in the midst of that. And if you're in such a situation in your present moment where you feel like, you know what, I ain't got nothing good to say about him. You know what I mean? Like, it's like an ex where you be like, I ain't got nothing good to say. I just keep that man name out of my mouth because I already know if I got something, it ain't going to be good words over here. If you're in a situation like that, where I would encourage you, I would encourage you to look at God's track record. And I would encourage you to look through, you know, I know you write your prayers, Brittany. I know that I journal all the time. Look at seasons where you were like, okay, this is going to be the season that takes me out. And look at how God brought you through that as opposed to, well, here are all the things I don't have yet. Okay, but here are the things I have. You know, we talk all the time about your testimony. God took you from being in DC to LA where you were having to, to be in a one living situation and then he moved you to another place. And he, he continues to enlarge your territory as you spend more time out there. And he continues to put you in contact with people that you weren't in contact with before. And he continues to present you with different opportunities. Like you said, when you came to LA, you would have described yourself really only as a dancer. You're like, I'm here to because I want to act, but the thing I have experience with is dancing, right? And so he's added to your resume where you are able to confidently say, no, I'm a creative director because I've directed these videos. I've chore choreographed things for people in their projects. I've taken these photos over here. He has built that up in you. He has established those things. That's his record. That's his resume. And that he's al allowed you to do those various things, even when you came and being like, hey, I don't even know how to make this work. Sunday in DC, you're like, I think I'm gonna move to LA this week. And by Friday, you have a home. What are we talking about? What are we saying? Right? And it's easy because, and, I, and you know, my husband and I talk about this. A lot of times we move the metric. It's like, okay, God, if you could just do this. And then he does it. And we like, 
thank you so much. And so next month, could you do that? But then also like this new thing. And, and you know, depending on where you are in your walk with God, sometimes he's like, sure. And again, this is not, he's a genie. It's he's, he understands relationships are built through trust. And so if he's, a lot of times in our baby version of our faith, the way our faith is built up is we say, hey God, if this is you, can you do this thing? And then he'll be like, yeah, this is me. And here's the thing I did. And we're like, oh my gosh, that's so exciting, right? Like, it's like a baby. They're like, oh, oh, do it again, daddy, do it again. So he, then he does it. But eventually he's like, okay, girl, you're 14 in the faith. I'm not going to keep doing the like little magic, what you would look at as a magic trick. I'm not going to, you're not going to say, hey, daddy, can you do this? And then I immediately do this because I need to establish you and really give you something that you can work with, right? If, if, if our parents only taught us the ABCs and never put us in school, then when we get out into the world, we cannot function. You didn't give me life skills. So you gave me basic stuff, but you didn't give me anything that I can move with. And it's the same thing with God. He's like, okay, yeah, I started you out with that basic stuff, but you're gonna, you're about to endure some seasons where there's gonna be more challenges. And so I need these other character traits in you to be developed. And that only happens through trials and tribulations because you don't know how how strong you are until you've been tested and not like hey I'm gonna hold her feet over the fire and see how long she can deal with it but like okay this time last year she would have handled it like this and now because I've had her go through these challenges look at how she handles this right we were talking before we started recording about you and your roommate and y'all moving stuff and it's like listen there's a season where I would have thought oh there's no way I could do this this is too complicated and now I'm out here I got dollies okay I got trucks okay oh, and we was if y'all ain't know me and my roommate just moved some stuff into our apartment and like just me and her not not a, not a man in sight and I just said wow it's giving and every time we brought something up to the apartment I said wow I am so proud of us because we're we're moving we're getting things done it's giving y'all know the little meme that's out right now the little miss it's like it's giving a little miss make it happen I don't know that's 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 how I feel and like going back to what you were saying like I feel like that's how God wants us to feel in him like little miss I can do anything because God backing me up. Um, so yeah, so everything you said, there's some there's something you said in there. I wanted to interrupt you, but I didn't interrupt you. But I was like, ooh, that, oh, benefits package. I was like, oh, that's a word. Okay, you could preach a whole <laughs> you could preach a whole sermon on that. Um, right. but you know, to wrap this up, I think anybody that's listening to this can even just hear the difference in you and you know the things that you've been through and how it's just come back around so what do you feel like are some of your favorite things of the Brianna that's right now that's been through the fire that's been through the tears and the confusion and I don't get it God and what is this for and and now we're here and like I said and this is not to say oh, I've arrived at this point because you're never arriving anywhere. There's always something that you're going to be working on. Um, but you are in a better place. We can say that with confidence. So what do you feel like are some of your favorite things about this person that you are right now? I think my joy is definitely number one. Um, you know, there's a scripture that says the joy of the Lord is our strength. And when I tell you that there's so much truth in that, in that, I think before, and people say that that's the difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is based on happenstance. And before, 
I think I was calling it joy, but it was really happiness because it was like, hey, just as long as these circumstances are good, I'm good. And not, and I'll be telling God, I'm like, I'm not saying just come with a storm, but I just feel like if you were to do that, I think I could handle it a little bit better because since my faith has been tested, I do understand what it is like to, like Paul said, be a base and be a bound, to have much and to have little. And so my joy is one of my favorite things. I think my optimism, my sister talks about this with me all the time. She'd be like, girl, you will spin something and be like, no, because really what's probably happening is that they are working on making you the director of the whole show. Girl, and I promise y'all, get, get somebody in your life that is, is optimistic because I tell her all the time and not necessarily something I'm proud of, but I am not naturally an optimistic person. And if you're not, that's okay. God is still working on us, but also he knew what he was doing when he made us like this. So just get some people that will surround you with some optimism child it ain't me but anyways go ahead your optimism your joy optimism my joy uh and I think my my confidence because when I was in that healing season when I was in that you know my you season whatever the case may be it really brought up a lot of insecurities because I started doubting specifically things that I heard from God and, you know, me and Brittany talk about this all the time, too. Like, I know I hear God's voice. I know he talked to me. OK, he talked to me. And so when when he when I feel like he's telling me something and then it don't show up, I'm like, well, Lord, I'd be saying you talked to me. But is that true? And I y'all, I kid y'all not one time and I'm not going to say what it was, but I will let y'all know my dad. I told him something. And he said the devil speaks, too. And I was like, now I'm here from the devil. Like, what do you mean? Like you get so those kinds of thoughts will come up and I'm like okay Lord is this you is this the devil I don't know you know it really rocked my confidence because where I would boldly go out and do stuff because I knew with without a shadow of a doubt like oh if, if, if this thought's coming to me God's telling me to do it I started questioning everything well is this God or is this me is this, you know, my own thinking? Is this him? And, you know, I know, again, I know me and you have talked about that. Like, I'm not sure because I thought it was this, but then facts would show that maybe that wasn't it. And there are literally things that God told me years ago that are just now happening. And um, I, I was reading an excerpt from this book called The Fire of Unanswered Prayers. And it was just talking about how those things refine those seasons where we're waiting on God refine us because it really keeps us at his feet like no I need to answer kind of like the the woman who uh the widow in the bible who kept coming to the unjust judge and was like hey I need I need someone to help with my case I need somebody help with my case and finally he was like I don't care about you I don't care about God I just want you to get out of my face so here's the thing you want um and I've just in seeing the way that God has brought things back around that even things I forgot about, it's been amazing. It's been so strengthening for my faith. It's brought that confidence back again. Like, no, I do hear from you. Even though things didn't happen in the timeline that I expected, that doesn't mean you didn't say it. And, you know, that can be with anything for people who are waiting on jobs, if people are waiting on a financial breakthrough, people who are waiting on, you know, healing for a relationship, those things will happen. And I've seen it not just in my own life, in the life of people around me. One of me and 
Sid, the one I talked about earlier, we were having a conversation last week and she said something and I said, you pray for that. And she said, oh my gosh, I did, I forgot. Like, and so that's why it's so helpful. I know we talk about community on this platform all the time. And that's why that's so helpful too. Cause when you have friends who know the things that you pray for, not only is it amazing when y'all can both have that moment where you realize you're standing in the things you prayed for, but it's helpful because there will be seasons where you don't want to pray for that thing anymore, but because your friend knows that you do care about it, you're just acting like you don't care about it because it hurts too much to act like you care, they can still go to God in prayer for you. And I know that, you know, my sister has done that for me, that my mom has done that for me, my dad, you know, there I, I have, I've been so blessed to have people who pray for me in a season where I'm, I was normally the prayer warrior. Like they were the ones who are able to still cover me. Cause that's another thing going back to that healing journey. And when I knew it was time, I was like, I couldn't, I can't even pray for myself. So how am I going to pray for y'all? Like, I can't, I can't do that. And some people can compartmentalize those things. They can go to war for somebody else and feel too fatigued to go to war for themselves. But, um, it just feels good to be able to be in a season where I'm praying for me, I'm praying for those around me, and I'm praying with that joy, I'm praying with that uh, optimism, I'm praying with that confidence, because I'm like, God, your track record is unmatched. <laughs> like, again, I know it, it'd be taking long sometimes, in my opinion, but just like that scripture we read last week, God is not slow, the way that some people understand slowness, but he is patient, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. Like, God, he has a plan. He literally knows from, from eternity past to eternity future. He knows all of it. And he knows everything that needs to be in alignment in order for his plan to take place. And that is one area where we get the quote unquote benefit of staying in a child's place because I'm like, hey, I don't have to figure it out. And me understanding that has provided so much of a relief in areas where I am still waiting on particular things. Cause I'm like, you know what, God? I have none of this other stuff figured out either. And yet here we are. Like I didn't sit, I didn't sit down and say, I'm going to start healing. I'm going to be in a better place. I just looked up and I felt better over time as, as I, as people, as I know people were praying for me. And as I was doing things that give, gave me um, pockets of joy and those kinds of things, God really facilitated that healing. And I just kind of was floating and one day realized like, oh girl, that you, you used to be sad and now you're not, you know, you used to be really, I don't know if I ever got to a point of being a pessimist where I was like, it don't matter, the Lord ain't gonna do it anyway. Like, I don't know if I ever got to that point. I can't say that, but very much I was at a, a um, how would you describe that? Bare minimum. Yeah, just apathetic, like numb. Like if he does, great. If he doesn't, whatever <laughs> you're gonna do what you want to do anyway exactly that's where I was at it was just like it was very passive oh cool <laughs> sounds awesome let me know when that's actually here because you know that okay look it sounds cute but I'm not gonna get too excited that's <laughs> yep but that's what I would you know I would just and maybe that's what I would tell, because I didn't fully answer that question. Maybe that's what I would tell my past self. It's like, you're going to experience a level of joy that you did not even know 
you could experience. Because again, I think before, though I did not admit it, a lot of my joy and happiness was based on circumstance and it was also based on performance. So being stripped of my platform and my positions and really having to sit with God and realize like, okay, God, yes, you do want me to partner with you in the work that you're doing in the world. But even without all of that, like you still love me. It's not conditional. And so because you love me unconditionally, how can I not show you that same love? I can't just want a fellowship with you when you're doing all the things that I want because you be good to me when I know I'm not doing stuff that you want me to do, you know? And not even like, I tell people my wilding out season look like me sleeping in instead of getting up early to read my Bible and me eating big bowls of popcorn instead of being on my like healthy kick. I was like, I'll show God. Do you like that? I'm not eating healthy. <laughs> For most of y'all listening to this podcast, Brianna is, 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 is a rare person. <laughs> and I'm like, if you know me and you know her very very opposite of yeah. me rebelling against God is is not just not waking up at 5 a.m. to read my Bible. So if that's not you either, it's okay. God, God understands. He does. He does. But I don't know. I just, I, I feel very blessed and, and, you know, we can end with this, but I just, I feel blessed and grateful to love God out of a willingness. I think before it was out of fear and not the kind of fear that the Bible talks about, like the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but actual terror of what if I don't do this? You know, God's going to literally take me. And, and I will tell y'all, and maybe this will help somebody. I used to read um, Moses's story and how he did, he worked, him and God was click, click all the way. And then right at the end, God told Moses to talk to a rock and Moses struck the rock instead. And God was like, you can't go to the promised land. And that's for years. That scripture has messed me up. Cause I'm like, dang, that's all a day. I'm like, but look at all the stuff. And he got the Israelites out of Egypt. And like, none of that matters anymore. He was, bam, not going to the promised land. <laughs> it was so bad. And I was, I looked at it like that. And I don't know when it was, I think it was some point last year. God said, Brie, I didn't show you that scripture so that you would fear me taking you out. He said, I just showed that to you to keep you humble because I think we do also, we, there is the danger of thinking that we just so irreplaceable. Like, well, God can't do this without me. And God's like, oh, baby, watch, I will. Like you can, I want you to be in alignment and you're the purpose that I want to use for this. Like thinking about you, Brittany, like, hey, I have plans to put you in these plat in these spaces and for you to be able to use this platform. But trust and believe if you start forgetting about me, it can be taken away very quickly. And again, now I'm not not in a I'm taking your life, but he like, yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna give this responsibility to someone I feel I can use it wisely and so that's where I where I have continued to have to bring myself back to as I build my businesses as I do all this like it has to be as unto God because if I start feeling myself a little bit too much like oh well yeah my social media strategy is very good and like you can purchase the framework God is like okay well where do I fit in all of that and if I continue to keep him first right like scripture says if I seek him first and I keep him first, I, I have the confidence to believe God is going to keep his hand on everything that I'm doing. And so, you know, if you all are listening to this, if you've been in a season where you feel like you have fallen off, 
and you like god probably so done with me listen let me tell you he is so faithful and i know that we can only conceptualize him being done with us because that's how we treat each other that's how we treat ourselves me and my sister talk about that we be like i know god looking down like girl what what is it right now why are you crying again what, why are you crying because i don't know about anybody else but i cry at least once a day actually i haven't cried lately i haven't cried in like a week Come <laughs> on. that is really that's something and I know he'd be like oh girl right but I don't I really don't think that I just don't and we we can only compare him to us because we're us but if I've learned anything over this past year and a half it's really like God really is the father in the story of the prodigal son like scripture doesn't say that when the prodigal son came running back to him he was like "Mm." there you go knew you'd be back with your broke self you know like he didn't do none of that like he was like okay get the roll we gonna throw a party and so I feel like if we would be able to get a grasp of that and realize like no God is happy to see me and the devil will keep you in your head and thinking about all the ways what reasons why you can't turn back to him and oh God don't want to see you and God is disappointed and like you really gonna show up to God like that is that what you're gonna wear like he will come up with all these different things but I have seen the power in just being honest with God and saying here's where I am here's this thing that's broken here's this thing that's torn and I don't know where else to go to fix it he there's just so much compassion in us being honest and he will show up for you in ways that you could not imagine so um I love you all so much I love you Brittany thank you for being on the podcast with me and um I just I I I hope you guys got something from today's episode and that you'll share it with somebody peace and blessings peace and blessings peace and blessings